Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Sports Talk from the Crib. Tanner Christian here. Boy, did we have some good NBA games yesterday. Let's get it started. Let's get into it. One of the stunning upsets shocked me. Here I am thinking, hey, the Milwaukee Bucks can sit here and possibly sweep the Orlando Magic. That obviously was not the case yesterday as the Magic beat the Bucks by a final of 122 to 110. Vujic Fitch for the Orlando Magic, 35 points, 14 rebounds on 15 of 24 shooting. Clark, 15.6 rebounds. T. Ross added 18.6 rebounds. Markel Fultz, remember him, the former number one overall pick for the Sixers? He's been playing very well for the Magic. He had 15.6 assists. And the Bucks. They struggled aside from the Greek freak. 31 points, 17 rebounds, 7 assists for him. They held the Greek freak to one made basket the entire fourth quarter. So he was non-existent during the whole fourth quarter. Milton had a 14 points, Bledsoe had 15 and Hill had 16 points. One of the big takeaways from the game, the Bucks are still struggling from three-point land. They shot 14 of 42, which is 33%. I can't believe this is one of the games that I marked and said, hey, I wasn't interested in this series. I'm not really interested in the Bucks Magic series. But boy, I'm interested now. I couldn't have been more wrong about the outcome of this game. And should the Bucks be worried? Because remember the blueprint of how to beat the Greek Freak and this team. The Miami Heat really did it. It was before, you know, the you know suspension of play when the NBA season got put on pause. They had the blueprint. They put Bam Adebayo on them. They clogged the lane, and they held them to under 20 points. And that was like the blueprint. All of a sudden, the teams just started following. Remember last year in the playoffs, it got just about the same way as well. Clogged the lane. Don't let them shoot in the paint. Don't let him drive and get those easy layups and dunks. That's where the majority of his points come from. He's in the lane. He's getting the rebounds, putting it back up and in. You got to keep the Greek freak out of the paint. And the Magic did that, especially in the fourth quarter. He went to the line. He shot one free throw, missed another. So he had a total of three points that whole fourth quarter. The whole fourth quarter, the Greek freak. Only had three points. He had 28 through the first three. And the Magic put the defense on him. He struggled in the fourth quarter. The whole Bucks team pretty much struggled shooting-wise, especially in that fourth quarter. So should the Bucks be worried? Should we all be worried? Hey, the number one seed in the East, the team that everyone seemed to pick to be a ride to the national championship, can they be bounced in the first round by the Orlando Magic? Is that what we're asking ourselves right now? Can they eight seed Orlando Magic beat the number one Milwaukee? When you kind of think about it, every game is being played in Orlando. So do the Orlando Magic have home court advantage? <laughs> is that what we're kind of trying to say here or not? But they kind of technically do, but don't at the same time. So this is very interesting. They came to play. They came to play. The big, one of the biggest problems with the Milwaukee Bucks right now is who is that second guy? You paid Middleton all that money. All that money went to Middleton. 
and he's struggled at times, but he's also got his few hot spots. He can get deadly from three point land. He can shoot the ball, but can he get his own shot every time? The answer is no. Can he be that second big star in them to take over a game? The answer is no. So what can Milwaukee do? Like, like when I look at this stat line, Middleton's shot, 4 of 12. He was 4 of 12 with only 14 points. And a lot of it came kind of like towards the end with a little bit of garbage time there. But anyways, like when Markel Fultz shoots 6 of 11 for the game, gets 15. And Middleton gets 14. You're telling me Markel Fultz for the Orlando Magic had a better game than Middleton of the Bucks? You would have said you're out of my mind. If you would, if anybody were to say that, you would say they were out of their mind. Well, that's what it was yesterday. And this could be a big problem for Milwaukee. Do I think they're still going to win this series? Yes. But this is a big problem going forward because if they get past the Magic, they're not going to be able to beat any of those other teams because their most obvious maybe a p- opponent for the next round is going to be the Miami Heat. And the Miami Heat have shown they have the Milwaukee Bucks number because of the matchup. And they can shoot the lights out too from three-point land. You can get behind real quick, and that's Milwaukee. If they get behind, they don't have the shooters to catch up. If they're in like a neck and neck game, they got the lead. That's when Milwaukee pretty much thrives. And this can be a big problem. If we have the number one seed in the East go down against the number eight, that would be the biggest upset in the history of NBA playoffs. That may be the biggest one. Maybe you had Denver beating, you know, Seattle, in the 90s. You had New York beating Miami Heat in the late 90s. And you had the Warriors beat the Mavericks. Those are the only three teams that were eight seeds to beat the number one. And this could possibly be another. I don't think it's really going to happen. I can still see Milwaukee win the series. I can't see the Greek freak in this team really laying an egg in the first round of playoffs. Even though they've been struggling since they've resumed play. Ever since they resumed play in the bubble... They've been kind of struggling. They were even struggling a little bit beforehand. So this is going to be an interesting thing to see. What the outcome may be. I can still pick Milwaukee to win the series. But this is a very interesting thing to eye on. And to keep track of. Can Milwaukee come back and get enough points. Get enough scoring from the other guys. To make it a series. Because Orlando Magic played a very well balanced ball. They weren't scared. They let it up. Vujovic, say his name five times fast. He played outstanding inside and out. He was hitting everything from the floor. I mean, he was 15 of 24, 35 points. He controlled the game for the Orlando Magic. And we'll see what happens going forward. Now let's jump out west where their number one seed went down also in game one. The Portland Trailblazers beat the Los Angeles Lakers 100-93. to It was Dame time, especially when he came in that fourth quarter. He went up 34 points, 5 rebounds, 5 assists. CJ McCollum finished with 21 points and 5 rebounds. Melo added a double-double, 11 points, 10 rebounds. And Nurkic, 16 points, 15 rebounds for the Portland Trailblazers. As for the Lakers, LeBron James had one monster padded 
triple double. 23 points, 17 rebounds, 16 assists. Anthony Davis finished with 28 points, 11 rebounds. Kuzma added 14 points and 8 rebounds. But the Lakers fell short 100 to 93 against the Blazers. So now we're out west, and the number one seed out west loses. Just like the East. So this goes to show these seedings in this playoff match just don't matter. The seeding doesn't matter. There's no home court advantage. There's no this is this. Team versus team, who's going to come out best? It's almost like playing at the park against your buddies. We're the team here. We're playing against the other crew. Let's see who gets it done. And that's what that's what we're seeing here. And one of the biggest takeaways from this game. Can, like, where, this was bad from kind of both teams. Shot the ball pretty poorly. They both shot. Blazers 39, Lakers 33%. So, these teams were off. Everybody was kind of off during this game. And, and Anthony Davis, he had 21 points in the first half. It looked like he was going to have a monster game. This is the biggest problem with the Lakers. These guys, They have to play well. Their stars have to play well. You even look at LeBron James' stat line. He didn't scare anybody during the game, but his stat line, this is what the problem I've always had with him. He's a great basketball player. Yes. It just seems like he so wants to just pad his stats all the time instead of just going for it. LeBron James had the opportunity in this game to just go out, ball, and drop 40 on him, come out with a win. But he decided not to do that. And same way with Anthony Davis. He had 21 points in the first half. The second half, he only had seven. Now, he shot the ball horrifically. He shot 8 of 24 from the field. And that was the biggest, you know, real problem with him. He he didn't shoot the ball very well. He got to the foul line, 12 of 17 from the foul line. So he was able to get to the foul line, but he needed to he needed that more. You're dominant. You're one of the top 5 players in the NBA. You need to go out there and be dominant. He could easily against Portland who doesn't have the height like the Lakers do. He can go get 40 and 20 in his sleep. He needs to be more aggressive. Get the rebounds. Control the paint. Stop trying to drop out and make three-pointers. If Anthony Davis controls the paint for the Lakers, the Lakers can make it. Lakers can get him out of the game. I picked Portland in six for this specific reason. Because there was going to be games like this where it just didn't come together. And one of the most glaring stats, I want to get it like... I'm not understanding who actually got to play for the Lakers. And why I say that is Caruso and Caldwell Pope, he's got 29 minutes to play in this game. And guess what they did? They scored one point combined. One. I'm trying to figure this out. If you guys are out there for 29 minutes apiece and you contribute one, one point. Why are you out on the court? They brought in Deion Waiters. He played one minute. They brought in J.R. Smith. He played zero minutes. Cook, who's a good young guy. Zero minutes. He didn't even see the court. Caldwell Pope was 0 for 9. If you guys are struggling that bad, why not give one of the other guys a shot? 
It's not going to hurt putting Deion Waiters in there for another, you know, in the game for 10 minutes. He loves to shoot. That's what we know about him. J.R. Smith is streaky too. He loves to shoot. If they see one go in, they're probably going to make another at least three or four. And that's what I was like looking at. I was like, where are they? It was an exciting game though. (laughs) I just don't understand how those guys did not get in the game for the Lakers of how much those other guys were struggling. They need to put them in the game because they're streaky shooters. But if they, like I said, they just get one or two go in next thing, you know, three, 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 like Jr. and both the young waiters are like that. So that's what I want the Lakers to do going forward. Just get the other guys in the game. You may have a different outcome. You know, the Blazers without Zach, Zach Collins, He's a great guy to come off the bench, give him a good, good solid minutes, give him some points and rebounds. So they're playing without him. That's going to add to their bench because they're going about eight. They're only going eight deep, sometimes really seven. They just let the guards play the majority of the time. Gary Trent Jr. is still coming up clutch. He had a clutch three-pointer last night. Melo had another clutch three-pointer last night. These guys, come fourth quarter, are just unstoppable and exciting to watch. Dame, he was pulling up from, there was a sequence there. White's, LeBron James, I believe the game was tied. It was very close. And LeBron James drove to the white side, blocked him. Come down, the, come down the other way, and Dame Lillard goes up and pulls up from the logo. <laughs> he pulled up like twice from the logo and nails it. Swish, swish. I don't know. This guy is just unconscious. I don't know how he's doing it. He is just in a different kind of zone. It is Dame time officially again. It's been Dame time since basketball resumed. It is incredible to watch this guy perform. You can't take your eyes off of TV for a second because he's going to do something crazy. He's going to do something that you're like, scratch your head. Like, well, how in the world? What just happened? He's pulling up from the logo. He's pulling up from half court and swishing it. CJ McConnell was another guy. He came up clutch in the, in the playing game. Like, the if somebody, that's the thing with the Blazers. That's why I picked them to win this series. Because if somebody has an off night, if Dame has an off night, CJ is going to have a good night. If CJ has an off night, it's like Melo is going to jump in. If, you know, somebody else, like maybe Dame has an off night and Gary Trent Jr. is swishing it. You know, it's this Nurkic can have a good night. But if he has a bad night and one of the other guys do it, hey, it works out. If LeBron has a bad night. Is probably not going to go too well. If Anthony Davis has a really bad night, there's nobody else to really come in. They may get Rashawn Rondo back. There's talk of him being able to play at some point during this series. But he can't shoot. And that's the biggest problem with the Lakers. They have no outside shooting. And Danny Green was the only guy that really can put it in. And he's been struggling. He's been struggling mildly. And that's why I'm saying, well, if you're the Lakers, for you to have a chance, you're going to have to try and put in Deion Wayers and J.R. Smith and give them some minutes and hope they get hot because they're streaky. But at least you have a chance of making an outside shot. You shot five of 32 from three. Anything else can help. Anything. Anyone. <laughs> put in anyone. 
and they will hopefully come back and give you some points. Or maybe one of them can make a shot with Caldwell Pope 0 for 9. Just give me one. Let me go 2 of 9. Those six points are going to help. It could possibly win you the game. So that's what I want to see for the Lakers going forward. Because they, they don't do this. They're in real trouble. We had Charles Barkley out there with a broom on TNT. He was like, he called for Portland. Portland's his team, man. He's just riding Portland now. And he came out sweeping with the broom. <laughs> Like so now that's not gonna happen. There's no way the Portland Trailblazers are gonna sweep the Lakers. But uh it's just fascinating to see. It's pretty funny. And uh hey, Lakers better watch out. You don't want to get bounced in the first round. It'll be the first time that LeBron James gets bounced in the first round, by the way. If he does, if LeBron James loses the series against the Lakers, they lose a series against the Blazers, that'll be LeBron James' first ever first round exit in the history of uh making the playoffs. So that'll be another interesting thing to see. Okay. Now let's recap the other two games from yesterday from the NBA, the thunder and rockets rockets won, one twenty three, one Oh eight over the Oklahoma city thunder. James Harden balled out 37 points, 11 rebounds. Eric Gordon dropped 21 points. Jeff green came out 22 points and six rebounds. And for the thunder, Chris Paul, 20 points, 10 rebounds, nine assists. This one is just sigh shy. Of a triple-double, Gallinari balled out 29 points, and Adams had 17 points and 12 rebounds for the Thunder. One note, Russell Westbrook did not play in the game. He's still nursing the quad injury. And as the Rockets took game one, you know they're going to shoot regardless. That's why, you know, they're going to shoot regardless. They had 20 of 52 from three. They shot 52 three-pointers in the game. Of course, James Harden's going to do his thing. He was 6 of 13 from 3, 7 of 8 from the foul line, 12 of 22 overall shooting-wise. And takeaways from the game is this James Harden is going to shoot. James Harden's going to dribble, 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 and shoot, and they're going to come out. They came out with a win. The they got the Thunder got way behind early, and they never really recovered. They made it close a few times. They got within 10 and then 8, and then the Rockets just kept pulling away every time the Thunder kept getting close. I still think it's going to be a series, though. I still think that the young kids from Oklahoma City Thunder are going to come out way with and make the series competitive, you know, because the Rockets, they're a streaky team. They're going to let a team in. They're going to be up 20 points during one of these games in the series. And Oklahoma City Thunder is going to come back and win. And that deadly, they have a deadly five lineup. For some reason, their five. These five guys they put out on the court, <laughs> somehow it's like the best in the NBA. I don't know how, but it is, it's like that. So this going to come out there with Chris Paul. You got Schroeder. You got Sam Adams. You got, you know, um, who else you got on there? Gallinari. He can he can ball. He can ball. So it's, it's going to be competitive still. When Russell Westbrook comes back, I will let him rest that quad injury as much as possible, though. To, so he can be very healthy for the second round because they're going to need it. He'll face the Blazers or the Lakers in the second round, whoever wins that matchup. But um, to me, this they're going to be a series. I still think he can go 6-7. I picked the Thunder in the series. I could be pretty wrong about that. But I want it to be a competitive series. And if Russell Westbrook comes back, you know, it's just going to be even more competitive. But even when he comes back, I feel like the way the Rockets play... And their style of play, it's like it doesn't affect if one of those star guys are out. 
it's going to affect them when they play a very talented team with another couple All-Stars. And that's what will affect the Rockets. Like right there in this first series, I don't think it matters. If you have both of them out there, it seems like it's the same outcome. It's a very weird thing. It just seems like they play the same. It's the same outcome, regardless of who if those guys are out there or not. Because if James Harden was out there, Russell Westbrook would be shooting the ball 30, 35 times a game. And, you know, if James Harden's out there by himself, he's going to do the same thing. So that's what the takeaway is from these two guys and the, and the team. But I still think the Thunder can make it a series and be very competitive in it. Now, in the other final game of the day, the, the Miami Heat beat the Indiana Pacers by a score of 113 to 101. Jimmy Butler came up huge in the fourth quarter by playing exceptional defense and hitting a couple clutch three pointers up on TJ Warren as he finished the game with 28 points, four assists, four steals. Goran Dragic. The Dragon, 24 points, 6 rebounds, 5 assists. He played very well in that fourth quarter as well. It was, it was basically the the Gordon Dragic and Jimmy Butler show in the fourth quarter from Miami Heat. Bam Adebayo finished with 17 points, 10 rebounds, 6 assists. And the Pacers, TJ Warren dropped 22 points, 8 rebounds. Malcolm Brodden, 22 points, 10 assists. Turner, also for the Pacers, finished with 9 points, 9 rebounds. One of the big things from, from the game, though, and about in the first quarter there, Victor Oladipo, he left the game after being posted in the eye and did not return. So that was a huge loss for the Indian Pacers. Another great scoring option, another great defender that they lost. They were already without Sabonis. And losing Oladipo in that first quarter really favored the Heat. And coming out with the win there, that was a huge loss for the Pacers. So if the Pacers lose any more guys, they have no shot. I expect Victor Oladipo to be back for game two. I don't see him missing any time. But this is, it is, Jimmy Butler claimed to be dead with TJ Warren, but you know it got personal again that fourth quarter. Jimmy Butler was calling for the ball. He was begging for the ball. He came up huge. He blocked TJ Warren's shot, stole from him a couple times there in the fourth, then came back and at the other end just drilled it. He drilled it. Everybody's like, who's going to be the clutch time? Jimmy Butler wants that ball. Jimmy Butler is going to be Miami Heat's closer, and he is, he was just Balling in that fourth quarter. He was going all out. And that was imp- very, very impressive to see. Okay, you guys. One last thing I want to touch down before we get out of here is the Gordon Hayward injury. The Boston Celtics forward, it was announced that he is going to miss four weeks with a grade three ankle sprain. Remember last year, he kind of got back in his groove. He's coming off that nasty, gruesome leg injury. This is not on the same leg. As that gruesome injury, it's on the different, it's his different ankle and his different leg, of course, you know. But uh, it will it make a difference? Will it be? He was playing very well coming back from the bubble. He's averaging 17.9 points a game, 7.3 rebounds, 3.8 assists. And now he's going to be out four weeks. Playoff start, and he's going to miss time. Now, will this impact the Boston Celtics and their grind to get to? You know, win this, win this series here and get towards and make a run in the playoffs. Will it make a difference? And I'm not too sure it would. Last year, they played, in my opinion, he played them too much. Jalen Brown, Tatum, and those guys should have gotten the most minutes out of there. They're shining right now. They played very well in game one. Those two young guys are the key. And they got Kemba Walker running the show now. Now Kemba Walker can maybe take on that role like he did there in Charlotte. These three guys... 
I think, are going to offset losing Gordon Hayward. I think they'll actually maybe shine more. Yes, it's a big loss. He's played very well. Like He's almost averaging 18 points a game since coming back into the bubble here and since players resumed. But can he make it? Can the Celtics make it without him? I believe so. I don't think it's as big as a loss as some people may think or maybe people there in Boston think. Because Gordon Hayward plays very well. He's a great player. He was a great, great player before the injury. Now he's just kind of like your good player, I guess you could say. But I don't think it's going to be that as big as a loss as people think. Because now is the time for those three guys, like I said, Kemba Walker, Jalen Brown, and Tatum to go to work. Tatum is offensive game. His offensive game has grown so much. The guy can get his own shot. He's he's getting the capability of getting his own shot anywhere on the court. One-on-one, he's taking you to the rim. He's taking you to, you know, jump back threes. And, you know, he's getting his shot. He's playing very well. Jalen Brown's another kid playing very well. And I think the combination with those three guys are going to offset. They're going to have to play more minutes. They may need some guy to get, some, get off the bench to give him, you know, a little rest there. But those three guys, the way they're playing... I think they can do some damage even without Gordon Hayward. They may all be better off. And if they survive this series, they can possibly get him back anyways. Possibly for the Eastern Conference Finals is what it's looking like. He'd be healthy for that. So that could be a good thing for them to gain him back as you make your run. Because I see them winning against the Sixers. This is the next series. They got. They're going to have to face the Raptors. And that's where it could, it could be a little bit of a problem there. But if they get past them, they can with those three guys. Like, I have all the faith in the world in Kemba, Jalen, and Tatum. I have all the faith in the world with those three guys. So if they can't get it done without them, then Boston Celtics don't deserve the win. They don't deserve to move on. Okay, everybody, that's going to do it for today's show. I want to thank you all for joining me. It's Sports Talk from the Crib. I'm your host, Tanner Christian. We got to get up out of here. But anyways, check out all the latest news and updates on the FeelTheHeatEntertainment.com. Remember, podcast, the sports news. I got a lot of stuff up there for you guys. Y'all can check it out. All your latest stats and highlights and articles. Check it out on FeelTheHeatEntertainment.com. Check out the official Instagram out at FeelTheHeatEntertainment. This is Sports Talk from the Crib, man. Remember, it's available on all platforms, wherever you prefer. Apple, Spotify, Google, you name it. It's on there. Hope you all enjoy the rest of your day. I'll catch you all next time. Peace out.